0: You're on educateforlife.com radio with Kevin Carnivore. And if you listen long enough, your faith will become
1: Unshut. I'm tired of being conned. Don't worry, the con is over. She
0: We're now at DEFCON 1.
2: Did you say Carnivore or Carnivore?
1: Would you like to have a conversation with Kevin? Then call 800-243-9719. And now, here's your host, Kevin Conover.
3: Bring your time and bring your shame. Welcome to Educate for Life. I'm your host, Kevin Conover. My website is educateforlife.org. Please check it out. There's all kinds of good stuff on the website, past radio shows. Just got uh, through interviewing Dr. David Barton, uh, who is with wallbuilders.com. And uh, for the National Day of Prayer, he was here in San Diego at the Mayor's Luncheon, and that's an incredible interview, all kinds of amazing stuff he has to share about America's Christian heritage, and uh, also recently interviewed Dr. James Torr, one of the top 50 scientists in the world who says there's absolutely zero evidence, scientific evidence for evolution, if you can believe that, one of the top 50 scientists in the world arguing that from chemistry, he's an organic synthetic chemist. There is absolutely no evidence for evolution. So check those out, along with probably around 60 or 70 other interviews with people all over the world, um, given their perspective on life and reality, and the Bible, God's Word, and uh, their relationship with God and Jesus Christ. So uh, very encouraging stuff. I'd love to have you visit it. My guest today is Julie Doane, RN. She's a mother and family advocate. She's the wife of Dr. Andrew Doan. And they have an amazing testimony. We're going to be talking about a little bit about it on the air today. But she's a mother and nurse. She has over 20 years of experience in dealing with video game addicts in her family, including her husband, Dr. Doan. And they have a fantastic book called Hooked on Games, The Lore and Cost of Video Game and Internet Addiction. She's pre- presented in seminars to parents and worked with families to help them deal with the challenges of raising healthy kids. She has a passion to help families thrive and avoid destructive behaviors in the digital age. And if you have kids, you know know what uh, she's talking about there. She's married to Andrew, and she's the mother of three. Uh, Julie, thank you so much for being on the air today.
2: Thanks for having me.
3: Yeah. And you know what? I want to just share with our listeners, uh, because this is a personal show, and I like to give them a little bit of background. (laughs) Just found out that Julie knows my sister-in-law, Jessica Cernetic. Jessica, if you're listening... She's right here in front of me. Uh, I should have had you come down in the studio. I would have if I had known. But anyway, um, you spoke up at in Marietta at um, Jessica's church to the Mothers of Prayer. Is that right?
2: Uh, moms in Prayer. Moms we in just Prayer. talked a little bit. And then also her um, Moms on a Mission.
3: That's fantastic. That, yeah. So that
2: was basically their Moms of Preschoolers.
3: Small world in the uh, Southern California Christian community. <laughs> yes, <so>. very small. <laughs> Pretty amazing. Um, anyway, so uh, what we're going to be talking about today is... Uh, digital addiction. I mean, a lot of families are struggling today with the fact that their kids are hooked to their phones, hooked to uh, Facebook, hooked to Instagram, Snapchat, all these different uh, media outlets. And we, I mean, we live in a brave new world, right? If you can call it that, where uh, people are having trouble navigating all this stuff that's coming into their home and oftentimes without their permission.
2: Yeah. This is sort of uncharted territory, you know, as you know, the parents of, of children, we, we didn't grow up with this. So it's this sort of tsunami effect of just masses of, of technology and information coming into our homes, into our lives. And, and we haven't really done well ourselves dealing with it and then trying to model and, and raise children in to do this responsibly. Yeah. Um, it, you know, I think some of us have put our heads in the sand, uh, haven't really looked at the effects. And so I think it's so important that we just sort of, you know, stop and take a look yeah, and see absolutely. how it's happening.
3: I, um, uh, by the way, if you're listening, there's a family conference coming up uh, at Living Way Church here in uh, San Diego on May 20th, um, which is going to address all kinds of issues. I had Dr. Julie Hayden on just recently. Um, so if you need help, That's a great practical place to get it, May 20th, Living Way Church. But um, like you were saying, Julie, you know, when I was growing up, it's not like my father ever had to struggle with uh, video games. Um, Even my siblings, I'm the youngest of five, they didn't have to struggle with this. But my dad, I remember on my birthday, bought me an Atari 2600, and he actually got it out of the box before... Um, he let me play with it. And he played it like the night before, right? And I played Pac-Man for the first time and everything. And little did I know uh, this Pandora's box that was being opened. And today, um, I have three little kids that I'm like, whoa, wait a second. My kid is like, wants to play this. And it seems a little kind of... um, you know he turns almost into a gremlin here when he when he gets a hold of the video game and i am like wait a second, what's happening to my child right so this yeah. is the kind of stuff that you you see and deal with all the time
2: yeah I, well and and you know the benefit of all of this is that my husband's a neuroscientist, so um you know you're observing something that's happening in the brain, so um actually hormones are being released when children or anyone is is exposed to digital anything, yeah, and so um so those hormones are revving up their system. And, and, you know, a common layman's term for that would be fight or flight. And so they're ready to fight or flight. And so if, if you want to take that away from them, they're going to fight. And now that's that, the gremlin effect. Okay,
3: that's what that is. Now, yeah. that's really interesting to me because you wouldn't think that playing a video game is going to create a fight or flight thing where um, the body's going into kind of a defensive or protect it, protection uh, position what is it about video games that creates that fight or flight uh, position?
2: Well, I think that we think that we're so much more sophisticated than we really are. We're observing and we're experiencing something virtually, but our bodies can't really tell the difference. It's mm-hmm. not something that's discernible. Really, we're not as as evolved as we think we are, if if you will. We're not as complex as we think we are. Yeah. And so, um, we're, our emotions are are involved they're getting you know um we're upset if we lose we get excited for winning it's similar effect for movies interesting or music yeah those things also elicit hormones in our bodies oh
3: yeah if you're listening to uh i have the tiger you're you're ready to work out right?
2: <laughs> you're showing your age that's yeah, my husband's that's favorite right, song right. too
3: <laughs> right on i found out that your husband and i have a lot in common you are
2: you're yeah. like a, you know a paler shade of we'll him have, we'll have to that's right.
3: <laughs> we'll have to hang out together uh but anyway, so uh so the the interesting thing here is that the video games are having an impact as if you're experiencing it in real life. Absolutely. And so um whether that's uh, so so there's an addictive uh, element here. What is the addictive element in the video games?
2: Well, I think the, the addictive thing has more to do with you know naturally we're wired to protect especially yeah. young men and um, you know men you know the testosterone sure so so that's you know god made you guys that way and so that's not a bad thing
3: yeah that's interesting that you see more um guys that seem drawn to video games than girls i mean my little girls do like video games but it's nothing like my son
2: exactly and so i think it it kind of plays on that natural thing that boys have um, the, Which is a the, higher the drive level of testosterone right. And, okay. and it's the drive for combat competition, protect the girl, yeah, you know, the family, you know yeah. that's I mean, that's good. God yeah. made us that way. um, but when we when we overdo that, um you know that's that's when there becomes a problem. Mm. and um, you know, anything that feels good, anything that increases our drives, um, you know, it can become an issue. Yeah. Um so, you know, feeling good uh, that that feeling of power when your adrenaline and your testosterone is surging. Yeah. We I mean, most say 10-year-olds don't feel a lot of power.
3: That's true, yeah.
2: And so, you know, they're 10. Yeah. Um but in the game, they can have power. And so that is so attractive and so um it's such a draw.
3: Is that something that's happening chemically, or is that something that's more um, in the mind, or or do those go together? Or I think that... it's.
2: I mean, I, I I couldn't do an experiment on it, but I believe it's it's linked. Yeah. I think that it's it's together.
3: Okay. Huh. That's so interesting. Now, a lot of people are are probably listening and going, "Well, you know, sure, a person can be really like video games a lot, but it are you really telling me that this could be a problem? I'm sure a lot of parents." Uh, you know, they give the, the the son or daughter the iPhone or or whatever, or the iPad, or uh, and they just think, hey, no big deal. Um, but you're trying to your ministry um, at realbattle.org is trying to warn people that uh, this can go beyond. It it's more of a danger than you might imagine.
2: Exactly. Well, our personal testimony is that we've we've had issues in our home.
3: Yeah, okay. So I, I want to give you a chance to share that because I think it's so powerful, uh, the personal testimony aspect. Yeah. But we're coming up on a break here. So if you're listening, my guest today is Julie Doane RN and her husband is Dr. Andrew Doan and they have written a book, Hooked on Games. They have a fantastic website, realbattle.org. I highly recommend it. If you're struggling with how do I deal with my kids and their obsession with uh, being on uh, media, being on video games, these sorts of things, Um, This is something if you've got kids at one point or another, you're going to come face to face with it and you don't want to go start them down the wrong path. So please check out their stuff. We're going to be right back. We're going to hear their testimony and uh, what they went through and why they're so passionate about these issues. We'll be right back.
0: How can you live in San Diego and miss out on enjoying the water? Fast Lane Kayaking sells popular Hobie Cat kayaks that you pedal, not paddle. That means your hands are left free for fishing and fun. Just throw these on your roof rack. They're light and they're easy to use and maintain. Just rinse them off. Try one free on a demo ride. For 36 years, Ron and Debbie Lane have served San Diego with fun, family-friendly water sports of all kinds. Learn more FastLaneSailing.com. 619-222-0766. When you need
1: tires or service, count on Conover Tires, Wheels, and Service in Oceanside for a full range of affordable options in all the brands you trust. See their great customer reviews and special offers online. Hours Tuesday through Friday, 730 to 530, and Saturdays, 730 to 5. Call Dan and his team at 760-439-1631. Conover Tires, Wheels, and Service, 2405 Oceanside Boulevard in Oceanside, 760-439-1631.
4: I will cast my cares on you.
3: you're the Thanks for listening today. This is Educate for Life. I'm your host, Kevin Conover. My website's educateforlife.org. If you like what you're hearing so, for, so far, um, you can pick up a recording of the show. You can share it with your friends. My guest today is Julie Doan, RN. Her husband is the head of the Addictions and Resilience Research at the Navy, and uh, he wasn't able to be with us today, but uh, they work together in ministry, reaching people, helping them understand how video games and media impacts a child's mind and their own mind, for that matter. And uh, Julie, when we left off last segment, we were going to start on your testimony and where you've come from, why you have such a passion about these issues.
2: Yeah, well... Really, it began um, when Andy and I were dating, and I didn't, you know, this was 20-plus years ago, (laughs) and, uh, you know, things were really, really starting out with multiplayer online gaming. And uh, Andy just was very, it was like this fast, slippery slope that once he started playing, he wouldn't stop. And he, uh, we didn't have much money, and he bought a, a really fast computer and tied up the the phone line and and it just became back in the
3: days when back when in it the was, day it was uh, dial up. Yeah, it was dial up. Yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah.
2: So again, revealing our age. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, but we we were there from the beginning. Yeah. And uh, just really impacted our family life, our marriage, our children, and then um, our son. We gave our son and our daughter handhelds really early, not knowing that um, that we were also introducing them very early into video gaming and
3: and does does you know uh getting involved in video games at a young age i was over i was at a karate dojo with my kids and i noticed and i would never i wouldn't have thought much about this in the past but there was a mother and there was a child probably about one year old one and a half and she had a a little uh pad uh what tablet in front of the child and the child was just glaring at the screen, watching a cartoon. Uh, is there more danger in early exposure or does that matter? Or how does that work?
2: Well, um, the American pediatric association has, has guidelines and they just lowered them. So it was two years. Don't put your kid in front of a screen. And now it's 18 months. And I, I, um, what we do know is that brains double from, from birth to two. Okay. So there's a lot, they're in, double in size. So there's so much going on as far as development. Yeah. And that's the thing that I'm most concerned about is what is the best for my child? Mm-hmm. And um, the best for our ch- children, essentially, is not IQ. It's how do they get along? It's EQ. Yeah. It's, it's how do they respond to other people? How do they get along? How do they problem solve? And unfortunately, gaming, computer games, learning games, those really don't teach you how to get along with people, oh, interesting. how to read facial expressions, yeah. how to have self-control, mm. which is one thing that we're finding in a lot of children is that there's a lack of self-control.
3: Yeah, impulse control.
2: Impulse control is pretty much gone.
3: That's interesting. Um, why is it that it has such a dramatic impact on impulse control? Why, why does... Why is there such a negative um, relationship between video games and developing self-control or impulse control?
2: Well, even in TV, uh, your screen images are changing every four to six seconds. Mm,
3: They're trying to keep your attention.
2: Exactly. And so, you know, I think that they've done a study and I think we have humans have (laughs) average human has less of attention control than a goldfish. We're so overstimulated.
3: Well, that's interesting. They put like a puzzle in front of a book. I don't know. <laughs> I do don't that? know.
2: <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. But, you know, it's just um, one of the things I think that we really have to think about is what is the content? What is, what is the effect? Is there any... Scientific evidence. Is there good scientific evidence that this is going to help my child? Yeah, yeah. And and what's the and goal? Even, and
3: as Christians too, I mean, uh, one of the fruits of the spirit is self control.
2: Right. And I I like to say that it is listed last. Yeah. Because it's hard.
3: Yeah. <laughs> that's
5: right.
2: <laughs> it's hard. Yeah. But it's something that you know that's a gift you can give to your child. Self control is is huge. Yeah. You know, it helps you get along. It helps you stay in relationships oh, that yeah. are easy I mean,
3: without self-control. Gosh, how are you going to make a marriage last? Exactly. if You don't have self-control that's,
2: or even make it through school.
3: Yeah. Uh, yeah. There's so much of life or, that requires yeah. self-control. Yeah. And
2: it's kind of a, a bedrock kind of Personality trait that you want your child to have, mm. um, and so and this
3: is working in the opposite direction. Absolutely, is what you're saying. absolutely,
2: okay. and you know we're overstimulated just in general. We're overstimulated, and one of my concerns as a Christian mom is, you know, what really nothing else matters other than my child has a relationship with Jesus. Yeah, and amen. and if my child can't even sit down to read their Bible, how are they going to know who he is? Wow, because yeah. I can only tell him or her so much. Yeah. They, you know, I don't want them to have my relationship. I want them to have their own relationship. That's the best gift I could give my child. Yeah. So, um, and they how, have to,
3: they have to be able to develop the habits, what it takes to have that regular daily time with the Lord, like Christ modeled for us, exactly. Uh, and that, I mean, that's really powerful what you're saying. That the impact um, when I read um, your book, it, uh, it, your husband's book, it really for me. Um, brought home a lot of this because I'm constantly reflecting right now on my children's lives and who do I want them to be and what do I want them to look like when they get older. And it really made me evaluate how they spend their time digitally. It, it's making me nervous, you know? Good. <laughs> so, it's good. I, yeah. I,
2: I think not enough people are aware or concerned. Yeah. Um, one of the things that um, I look at as a mother and, and you know, a homemaker uh, as is— once my family comes into the the house am i protecting them from the world because the world does want to distract them mm. um it and so this is a perfect way to distract our kids is to overstimulate them um and and keep them from christ
3: yeah absolutely
2: and so you know he is in the still small voice
3: you got to have time alone with him absolutely you can't you can't be constantly uh entertained to the point where you never spend any time alone with him right yeah you know it's funny because i i've just recalled this story um i'm a teacher and there was a student who came to me he was talking about his relationship with his girlfriend and he was playing a, a very popular video game which your i know your husband has played and i i have played i don't play it anymore thank the lord but <laughs> but uh it was hard to to stop playing but my relationship was suffering with my own wife but this kid came to me and uh he goes yeah, my girlfriend and I aren't getting along. And I said, what's going on? And he said, well, she says I play too much video games. <laughs> and I go, okay, well, do you? He goes, I don't think I do. And I said, so give me an example. And he goes, well, he goes, I just make sure I don't play. She doesn't know that I'm playing. And he he told me that he'll go over to her, her house and he'll take his computer. No, no, she'll come over to his house. He would take his computer go into the bathroom, turn the shower on, and play the video game so that she would think he was taking a shower. And later on in the day, he came to uh, – she was there, and she goes, you would not believe how long he takes showers. It's ridiculous. Was, and, I, and I'm like thinking to myself, oh my gosh, right? <laughs> I'm in the middle of this. Well, they ended up breaking up because of video games, which you don't usually think to yourself uh, video games is going to have a life consequence, but – the testimony of your own life yeah. uh, and, and with your husband. And then in your book, there's a lot of people too, mm-hmm. same thing. What other uh, What other impacts do you see happening in our culture from video games? Um, I know there was something recently in the news. Um, and yeah. when we get back, my guest today is uh, Julie Doan, RN, and she's a residential nurse. And she um, she's going to share with us a story that just came up in the news. You may even be aware of it, but it's a really tragic story where – parents actually got their child, uh, children, it looks like CPS came in and took their children away from them because of media uh, and their involvement in media. So stay with us. We're going to be right back and we'll we'll continue this discussion.
4: Before I bring my need, I will bring my heart.
3: Thanks for tuning in to Educate for Life. I'm your host, Kevin Conover. My website is educateforlife.org. And I've got a homeschool curriculum on there. Uh, We're almost here to summer, but uh, you're probably thinking if you're a homeschool parent, you're thinking about what you're going to do next year. Please check out my curriculum. It's Educate for Life curriculum. We have about two, two years worth of curriculum up there, covers everything you can imagine, all the questions about God that people ask, how do I know the Bible is the word of God, who wrote the Bible? Uh, how do I know the Bible hasn't been changed? What about creation evolution? What about the issue of homosexuality? How do I respond to somebody who says that the, the Bible is bigoted because it's uh, opposed to homosexuality? All these kinds of issues that you can imagine um, are are in the curriculum, and uh, just to help kids establish a very strong, uh, unshakable faith. My guest today is Julie Doan. Uh, she's an RN, and we've been talking about video game addiction, which is uh, if if you are have a family, if you have kids... Um, maybe you yourself struggle with staying away from video games, and um, you're becoming addicted. Uh, Julie, how many people are addicted to video games in uh, American culture?
2: Well, they say that uh, the addiction rate is approximately one in ten. Okay. So, um, so
3: is that for people who use video games, or is that just in the population as a whole? I,
2: I believe. Well, you know, we're roughly estimating. Yeah. So it's a approximately one in ten in of people who are exposed to media in general are wow. probably addicted. Yeah.
3: I mean, we've got computers everywhere nowadays. Yeah, so.
2: it's kind of like food. Yeah. That's the thing I think that's a struggle about this um, overuse issue is that it's everywhere mm. you need a phone. Yeah. And
3: I mean, how do you, you in, in today's culture, a person could say, well, look I can't do business without my phone. And yet there's the phone right in front of you with all that temptation. And so.
2: Yeah. And then also like if you want to have a phone that does not—it's is a dumb phone, not a smartphone. Yeah, they are hard to come by. Yeah,
3: I so, saw one in Reader's Digest the other day. For <laughs> old people had huge buttons, and you were—and uh, all you could do on it was text. That was it. So I was like, maybe I should get one of those. Yeah, but um, but the you know the kids. My son's ten. He's already asking me, Dad, when am I getting a phone? When am I getting a phone? And it's driving me nuts because he's like, Everybody has one, Dad. My friend has one. And so you're feeling a lot of pressure to like to conform, you know?
2: Yeah. Well and and you know, for me, because I'm who I am, I sometimes i c I'm well, I'm concerned about safety because there's there aren't any more payphones. Yeah. So what we d- chose to do as a family is we got our, our daughter like a watch. Oh, yeah, it's yeah, not yeah. a smart watch, it's yeah. just a watch. And uh, it's it, it can call like four people. Oh wow. And we just we thought that was a great solution because it only calls four people and no one else has her number. So she can't call her friends and those kinds of things. It's just for safety.
3: Now, it's not just video games, um, too, that pe- people are addicted to. It's it's what exactly is it that people are becoming addicted to? Tell us about the prank that happened just recently.
2: So there is a Maryland couple who were featured on the morning shows, and uh, they had their children removed from their home because – they were playing pranks on their kids and uh, putting it on YouTube. They had quite a following. Apparently, they made a significant amount of money um, from these pranks, and these pranks were pretty. For me, they're hard to watch. Yeah, and they were swearing at their kids and um, just pretty abusive. Um, but they had a huge following. And yeah, that's that, the
3: question: is why would they do this? Like,
2: well, there's a huge arousal with the prank itself. And then the anticipation of the comments and the likes that you're going to get, and those those are the things that drive that behavior, and that's all moderated by hormones. So, um, so that excitability, um, it just it runs from your brain all the way down to your cortisol. So that that's a stress hormone, and and these these this is happening in your body all the way through your body.
3: So essentially, is what you're saying that these parents were getting such a kind of a high off of the amount of likes and attention they were getting on multimedia that they they weren't thinking rationally about they were just thinking whatever I can do in order to get these even if it means sacrificing my kids
2: that's what it well-being. appears that's that's what it appears which is it's tragic yeah because you know we're basically it almost seems it's like, like they're pimping out their kids yeah and and really terrorizing him. I mean, if you, if you see the videos, I mean, he's crying hysterically. Yeah. And, and so the cost is, is great.
3: So what's happening here? It's, is this addiction here to, you know, getting likes or I I know there's a show about this. I just was looking it up. um, Black mirror where everybody, the whole world is uh, originating around how many likes I can get. Is this, chemically as addictive or, or video games or or media is this chemically as addictive as a drug like like alcohol or like um uh, you know i don't want to say heroin that seems too too extreme but
2: yeah that is too extreme yeah but it's as addictive as a sexual experience okay and so i know that there's plenty of people addicted to sex yeah so you know it's it's about as arousing as as that and yeah. so, um, I think that crack is probably um like ten times more addictive but um but crack isn't readily available,
3: yeah, that's true
2: and and this is literally, and we're giving literally it to our children our
3: hand at all times, yeah,
2: and we're yeah. giving it to to our children, which is is concerning because yeah. they don't have frontal lobes that are developed, yeah, your frontal lobe develops when you're t- by the time you're twenty five. And, and, and we,
3: explain for our listeners the significance of the frontal lobe. So is the it,
2: frontal lobe is basically your um, the the part of your brain that that's the the for stupid things. <laughs> okay. So um, that's the part of that's a part of your brain that doesn't really work very well when you're drunk, and that's why you say stupid things when you're drunk. Okay. So it basically is the this makes you socially acceptable as an adult, and as a child, it would make you think twice about consequences. And so that's so kind that of,
3: that part of the brain you're saying is not developing as well because of the fact that um, be, because of uh, the constant um, I, I can't think of the word, but the constant uh, I'm, I'm totally lost my word here. <laughs>
2: well, it, actually, your frontal lobe develops fully at 25, okay. no matter what. So, um, so. Th- the problem is is that it's not developed, so so what happens is there's nothing to stop your your child is unable to make the decisions that this is having a bad effect on me, okay, and so so addictions are very easy to happen in childhood because they're they don't think about consequences, mm, that's yes. why they have parents,
3: yeah, my son that's, that's yeah, exactly,
2: <laughs> yeah, so it's impossible. they yeah. can't think about consequences.
3: They just don't have the foresight no, because the frontal lobe is not developed.
2: Exactly. Exactly. So and it's a stepwise progression. Okay. So that's the problem with media is that it interferes with the stepwise progression of kind of stunts uh, the growth. Yeah. Okay. And, and so I'm going to get spiritual. Um, we go through things okay. as There's we grow a up. we spiritual
3: people, so, <laughs> so <laughs> get as spiritual as you want. So,
2: So we go through things as we grow up. We have different tasks that are assigned to us or we just come across them. Yeah. And they're painful. Yeah. That's how we get molded into a good person or someone who has resilience or whatever. If we choose to go to do something that makes me feel good instead of deal with this issue that I'm having... Mm. That is where the media gets involved with the with the delay in our development.
3: Oh, interesting. So it's, it's, it's kind of like um, is that's what's called medicating? Is that exactly right? okay. It's okay. exactly
2: what they do. Okay,
3: I want to talk more about this because I feel like this is a really interesting subject. Um, that so what's happening is the person's not dealing with real life. They're they're stunting their ability to deal with real life by medicating instead exactly okay okay we'll come we'll come back to this if you're listening my guest today is julie doan her website is real her and her husband work together um, on helping uh, people deal with uh, the addictions that come from video games and media so a uh, huge uh, blessing big resource uh, and they both love the lord very much so we'll be right
4: back mm-hmm.
0: There's got to be more
3: than going back and forth. Thanks for tuning in to Educate for Life. I'm your host, Kevin Conover. My website's educateforlife.org. I'm talking to Julie Doan. Um, She is an expert on video game addiction. Um, She has a a book coming out with her husband um, this summer, Behaviors, Digital Media, and the Brain. And their website is realbattle.org forward slash resources if you want to check out all the stuff that they have. I'm sure that some of you are listening right now and you're going, this is my struggle. This is my battle. What do I do? How do I uh, practically take this advice um, and do something about it? Because it's, it's certainly a struggle um, because your kids, you know, when you're out of the room, they're turning the TV on. They're grabbing the phone, right? Uh, or they're, they're grabbing the tablet, whatever it is. And it's very hard to govern sometimes when you got this stuff lying around your house, right? It's everywhere we go nowadays. So um, Julie, give us some advice here. And uh, why uh, you said um, off the air, we were talking, you said that you knew somebody who who gave you a call and said at 23-year-olds, their son is still struggling with this. So speak to that for our listeners.
2: Well, one of the things that we found just walking this path um, with other people is that the problem really is exposed the severity of the problem is exposed when when kids go away to college and mom and dad aren't moderating mm, anymore mm-hmm. and so they have high speed internet right to the room and so they're flunking out of college and this is really affecting men the most and uh, there's a whole bunch of people who are starting to kind of ring the bell and say look this is a problem there's a TED Talk called The Demise of Guys, who is wow. a secular He's a secular guy, but he totally talks about how pornography and video gaming online is killing our youth, and it's killing our men. That's amazing. Yeah. So, and it's, you know, the statistics are showing that women are graduating from college at a significant, you know, it's starting to be significantly more than men.
3: Yeah. I was reading a um, Department of Justice was talking about how what's happening is we're finally seeing... Uh, generations that started with video games and we're seeing what happens when they grow up on the video game. and We're starting to see the results of that. So and it's not saying. pretty.
2: Yeah, yeah, it's not pretty. I think one of the things that we really have to do is start applying scripture instead of just knowing it. And and this, we have to start meditating on the word. We have to start understanding that if we want our young men to grow up to be wonderful fathers, leaders, we have to practice. We have to encourage that practice. We cannot have them gorge on murder and rape and expect them to turn around at some age and become wonderful fathers to daughters. It's, It's just not gonna happen. We have to grow in our knowledge of the Lord and we have to have experiences that teach us about the world as it is and not be buried in media and virtual worlds. In virtual worlds, we are the boss. In the real world, we're not. Yeah, we, and that's why we can't. That's why our youth can't handle the truth. They can't handle the real world. Yeah, that's, that's why, why we they, have
3: all these uh, people on the campuses right now that are all uh, freaking out over you know uh, Trump being elected and all this other stuff. Where you have all these people that are kind of they call them snowflakes. Right? Absolutely, they just, they're just falling over. <laughs> and
5: I
2: think that that's what our media saturated environments have produced. They don't have any real world experiences and disappointment is something that they should have experienced before age 20.
3: Yeah, versus a video game where every time uh, something goes wrong, you just fix it in 10 seconds or whatever, or you just try again, you get a do-over. And... Right,
2: and then we're wondering why we have this you know, massive fall away from the church as youth. Well, they don't need God when they're in their virtual world. They are God.
3: Mm. Oh, that's really powerful. I've never thought about that before, but that makes a lot of sense because, uh, they, like you said, they become God in this world. Absolutely. Wow, that's, that's incredible. Now, um, we were talking about also uh, the relationship between cortisol and the mind, uh, the mind-body connection, and what cortisol does. Can you explain what cortisol is and how that works?
2: Cortisol is a hormone that's released when your body's under stress, okay. and it actually helps you remember. So, if you have an, a stressful experience, you're going to remember that, and that is. It's protective.
3: That's like PTSD too. Right. Yeah.
2: But that's the extreme. Okay. But if you're having a normal life experience and say um there's a snake that comes across, you, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. So your cortisol is is raised and then you ex, you remember that experience. Mm. So hopefully you won't per, you won't reproduce the events that led up to your experience with the snake.
3: It's kind of like your 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 uh God built this into you so that you can um not make the same mistakes again.
2: Right, it's protective. Okay. And so unfortunately um when we have when we're flipping it and it's it's the it's not protective um those experiences that we're having when we're having under that stress in video gaming and those kinds of things those are the things that we're learning.
3: Okay, so what's happening is you're basically you're 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 malfunctioning the process. You're yeah. you're you're being desensitized essentially is what you're saying yes
2: and you're also hijacking your 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 experiences okay so that when i'm having these experiences at school for example and i'm reading and i'm writing and i'm i'm doing these things but then on the other side i'm playing video games my reading and writing falls off the wayside and i'm remembering and i'm experiencing more and my my more of my memory is of the gaming not of and the the studies will show that when you put an Xbox in somebody's house, the first thing that goes is reading and writing.
3: Oh, wow. And that is huge because reading and writing is everything.
2: It is. And, but most people you talk to would not agree with you. <laughs> oh. Most lay people would say, no, that's not true. You know, The most important thing is that I can text as fast as I possibly can. Right. Yeah, I but, mean,
3: but you still got to be able to read your text.
2: Exactly. <laughs> but you know, there are three letters. Yeah, three that's characters. Right. That's
3: right. <laughs> well, and and as a Christian and the Bible, I mean, reading and writing is critical. Absolutely. Yeah. So it comes back to that also.
2: Well, and you know, you're not going to get a reward for reading the Book of John. Mm. There's there's your reward is in heaven, that's and your true. reward is knowledge of who God is. But you're not going to get an external reward. You know, so those learning games that we're giving our 5-year-olds to learn how to read, well, it's not that stimulating to sit down and read a book. Mm. So we have to think about what are we teaching and how are we going about that? Yeah. And then what is it what's the what's the thing behind that? And so when we put a device in front of a kid who's freaking out and then we see, "Oh, look, they're calm." Yeah. What are we teaching them? We're teaching them that this device is going to soothe you. Yeah, Not mommy, not yeah. daddy, not you're going to get under control, but this device. Mm. And so we're encouraging pairing with inanimate objects, and wow.
5: that
3: and, is and not I, good. This keeps coming back to my mind because I'm thinking when I talk to my students at school and I talk about eternity and I talk about having things in perspective and I talk about eternal rewards, and really the Bible has a lot to say about delayed gratification. And ultimately, to really have a fulfilling life. You have to be able to, to see down the road and that this is worth it, right? Dealing with the struggle I have with my spouse right now is worth it in the long term because down the road, I'm going to be really happy that I stayed with my spouse and that I have this relationship, that we worked through the issues versus, hey, this isn't working out. I'm out of here. Right.
0: Yeah. And,
2: and that's, you know, this have it your way right away thing is, is so detrimental to our walk because god doesn't work fast mm. it just doesn't happen like that as yeah. much as we'd like it yeah he never shows up late but he never shows up early yeah he always shows up right on time yeah and his time yes and <laughs> you know our fingernails are you know yeah we're, we're barely hanging on but yeah. he shows up
3: well my guest today is julie doan and um please check out her website real battle.org uh if you're interested in the resources which they have many they have a lot of videos up all kinds of information to help deal with these issues um real forward slash resources and you're coming out with this summer um behaviors digital media and the brain a workbook right julie
2: yes it's a so far we're we're gonna start doing uh some some video training on that as well so that we can couple it with the with the workbook
3: okay well we'll end the show today with some real practical tips on how do you get your house under control if you feel like you're out of control uh, Julie's going to give us some tips on how do you how do you start the process of uh,
0: detoxing, I guess we could say. We'll be right back. For 36 years, Fastlane Kayaking has helped people like you experience everything that's great about San Diego. Fastlane makes fishing and water sports fun and easy. Hobie Cat kayaks feature a popular pedal system, not paddles, keeping your hands free as you fish. You no longer need to tow and gas up a boat to experience great San Diego fishing. Call or come in for your no-charge demo ride. 619-222-0766. Fastlanesailing.com. At Dana Landing
4: Marine across from SeaWorld, 619 genes.
5: Cast cares on you. You're the Welcome to Educate
3: for Life. I'm your host, Kevin Conover. I hope you've enjoyed the show so far. I've been having a great time. My, my in-guest, in-studio guest, not my in-guest studio, my in-studio guest is Julie Doan. She is an RN and she has been for a long time working with the issue of addictions and video games with her husband, Dr. Andrew Doan. He's the head of the Addictions and Resilience Research uh, Division at the Navy and uh, is not able to be here with us today, but maybe in the future. And they wrote a, a Dr. Andrew Doan wrote a book, Hooked on Games The Lore and Cost of Video Game and Internet Addiction. I've read it myself, it's fantastic, and uh, all kinds of amazing stuff in there. And the cool thing about it, too, is he shares his personal life, his own personal testimony, and how Julie and his marriage almost completely fall, fell apart because of his addiction to video games. Uh, which b- blew me away the stuff that, that he was doing in order to maintain that addiction. Um, and this happens, though. It's it's not uncommon for that to happen. Maybe in your own home, you're seeing that your kids are starting to develop addictive behaviors. Julie, what, is, what does a family do if they're like, we're out of control, I don't know what to do. My kid fights me for a phone, fights me for the tablet, um, and I just give in. I, I've given up trying to control this. What do I do?
2: Well, I think one of the things that we have to sort of shift in our our culture is that we are not to be our children's friends. I don't I looked. I could not I mean it might be there somewhere, but I I don't think the Bible says we're supposed to be our kids' friends. I
3: think you're I think you're right. I've never read that either. (laughs) Uh, Yeah.
2: Yeah. In fact I was really convicted because I was doing a study in um in Proverbs and it talks about how we're supposed to discipline our children.
3: Yeah. It actually one of the verses I was I was reading the same thing in my devotion it said, um those who don't discipline their ch- child are a willing party to their death.
2: Yeah, and and so yeah. <laughs> Gee, <laughs> that's, pretty, that's, a, that's that's pretty blunt. <laughs> yeah, that's a little heavy. Yeah. <laughs> um so I think that the one of the things that we have to establish in a family is that there is a hierarchy. And and that and it's not a punitive or, you know, uh, lord it over, but there's a hierarchy in a family and parents should be parents. Yeah. And and one of the things that about the parents though is that they also need to have some uh, hold on, their own tech use. Mm. It's you cannot lead from behind. You have to lead from the front. Uh, uh,
3: do as I say, not as I do. Can't uh, yeah, do that, right? that'll <laughs> never work.
2: So, and and I think that that is a major hurdle in this in this thing that we're trying to accomplish here, which is being responsible digital consumers. Yeah,
3: and many so, parents are just as addicted as their kids are.
2: Right, and so um, it's pretty hard to say, you know, don't do what I'm doing. It's it doesn't work. Yeah. Um. So so that would be I think the first step would be get a get a grip on your own use. Well, how
3: do you do that though? I mean, what um, if a person's like, man, I've tried and I can't.
2: Well, and there are options. Yeah. You can. Uh, some people do choose to get flip phones or uh, dumb phones, like I r- referred to them. Yeah. Uh, there's other things that people can do. They can also uninstall all those apps and deactivate all of their. Um, all their accounts if if that's what they need to do uh, to get a hold of it. One do thing- Do you recommend
3: them going to counseling or, or something like that or?
2: One thing that we found with a lot of counselors is they're not educated in this space. They're really not.
3: Yeah, you know, when I was looking for somebody to come on the show and talk about this issue, I called multiple of my counselor friends and they said they knew nobody that was actually a specialist in this.
2: There are very few. Uh, yeah. Victoria Dunkley is a physician in the LA area and she this is what she does. She's a she's a pediatric psychiatrist and she wrote a book which is a fabulous resource and it's on our page too. And basically it's resetting your child's mind, mm. I think is the book that she wrote. I'm probably not getting it spot on, but she has an actual step-by-step plan to get child to get people off of digital media. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah, and, and so we actually reference her a lot um because it's just such a great, fabulous resource. Mm. One of the other things that I would say is put a password on every single one of your devices that only the person who has the best control of media and can gotcha. you know yeah. understands. And and you know, as I I had to get kind of unplugged as well. And so I asked my husband to change the passwords and so that I would only get on when he um you know, after he had his you know, after he got a hold of his stuff and I think it's just to have somebody that's accountable, that you're accountable to, Yeah, uh, is, is a huge, important thing that, you know, if you're, if you're able to imagine as a family and if you're all on board, it also is a great, wonderful thing. Yeah. And I think prayer is so important. Mm. Just, you know, everybody in the family getting together and praying. And, you know, these are ideal situations, right? That everybody wants yeah. the same thing. Yeah. But, um, you know, it can happen. And, you know, we weren't always on board, everybody at the same time, but we all moved in that same direction, which I think is important.
3: Yeah. My wife and I, same thing. Um, I know when we started to recognize this in our son, she was like, let's get rid of all the TV and the video games and everything. And I was like, no way, we're not getting rid of everything just because he's got a problem, right? And uh, pretty soon over time, what happened was uh, she she convinced me, um, let's turn off the TV for a month. And we 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 tried that. Do you recommend like a detox kind of a thing uh, at all? Or do, you, do you...
2: I think that's a really wonderful thing because yeah. you can see how much life is better without it. Mm. And I think that uh, it also affects our con- consumerism as well, which is also another huge problem in the church and in our society in general. Yeah, and because there's so much advertising. Oh yeah, and and you know usually they're advertising for things that we don't want our kids to have anyway. We would never buy those things had we not been exposed to the yeah, commercials. Yeah. So I think detoxing is a fabulous thing, and it's amazing how many it will. I think it's so telling the effect that it has on us. If we don't, if we don't not have it, we don't know what we what life is without it.
3: Yeah, it's true. That's so true. It's really funny because I it, it, this show is so timely for my own life as well. Is that um, just last night? I sat down with my son and two of his friends, and we played Risk. Awesome. The board game, which mm-hmm. I'm telling you, I, I mean, if we had had the video games, um, we would have been on the video game system. But here we are, and these boys were loving it. And and my son goes, "Dad, I love this family time." <laughs>
2: <And I laughs> that's was like, awesome. Oh, yeah,
3: so I was like, "Right on, that's awesome." So that was yeah. encouraging to me. So. Yeah,
2: yeah, and what? And we have plenty of of those board games as well.
3: Yeah. That's it's a, it's a great
2: thing to have an alternative. I think, you know, it's a it's we don't understand really also as much. We think we're saving time or I don't know what we think, but yeah. we don't realize the time suck that it has in our lives. And it's great to have those things in place
5: mm-hmm.
2: when you decide to detox because you'll be like, okay, twiddling your thumb, yeah, what, well, do what do we do, do now? Exactly. <laughs> exactly like books and, you know, games and, you know, Walks or you know planned outings, things like that. If yeah. you're going to detox, yeah, because it it w- will shock you how much time is taken all of a
3: sudden available, exactly for your relationship,
2: exactly. And that's also important when you have a kid that you're like, okay, we need to take these games away. They need to have something else to replace with. Mm. They have to have physical activity that they're doing. And and Victoria Dunkley has that in her book as well. But okay, for sure, if you're going to do it on your own, whatever. Um, have something else, an alternative, and several alternatives, you know, to to take that time.
3: Yeah, especially in the beginning there when you're trying to figure out, okay, what do I do now that uh, 50% of my time is... <laughs> yeah,
2: well, and I think, you know, what, you know, taking the devices and putting them away, mm-hmm. just not having them in eye, yeah, eyesight. Yeah,
3: yeah, easy access. Exactly, yeah. because
2: that, oh, I'm bored, what will I do? Oh, there, there I go, you know? Yeah. So drawing... Like for little ones, like art supplies, huge. Okay, that's great. Yeah, um, the games, uh, you know, not video games, but board games mm-hmm. and um, just those kinds of activities. Yeah,
3: or even if you if you have the time and energy instruments and that sort of thing, mm-hmm. you can start getting involved in and those sorts yeah. of things. Yeah, That's amazing. Julie, it's been a real pleasure having you on the show today, a huge blessing. And uh, thank you so much for being here.
2: Thank you for having me.
3: So again, that's Julie Doan and Andrew Doane. And uh, they have all kinds of resources on their website, realbattle.org. And uh, if you want to read their book, uh, it is an amazing book. Hooked on Games is what it's called. The Lore and Cost of Video Game and Internet Addiction, uh, Behaviors, Digital Media, and the Brain. And I thank you so much for being here this Saturday. Next week, we're going to have on the show... Uh, Esther Valdez, who is an immigration attorney, and there's all kinds of controversy over uh, building the wall and all this stuff. Well, she's a, a Latino who is also an attorney, and uh, she's elected to a public office. She's going to be talking about immigration in her perspective as a Latino, and she supports the building of the wall, and uh, she she's also supports Trump, and she's a Bible-believing, Jesus-loving Christian. So I hope you can join us again next week. God bless you. Have a fantastic Saturday.
4: Did you miss part of today's program? Don't worry, we're committed to helping you get the info you need. Okay, that was dumb. But for real, visit educateforlife.com for podcast and video recordings of the show and to sign up for the School of Unshakable Faith. Leave us your comments, compliments, questions, or concerns at 800 243 9719 or email kevcon at educateforlife.com. That's K E V C O N at educateforlife.com.
1: You will always be much more to me And every day I wrestle with the voices that keep telling me I'm not right But that's alright